0: Play the music, so whatever. I don't know what I'm doing. Josh is sleepy. I'm a little sleep pot, short and sleepy. Man, now we're gonna have to buy all the licenses for all this music. That's free.
1: You can sing I'm a Little
0: Teapot. You just can't sing Happy Birthday. You can, it's not copyright anymore. They dropped out of copyright. I'd love to know who had the copyright. Two old ladies did. I don't know their names. They definitely died. They're, they're probably dead. They anyway. were like 90. Anyway, on this show, uh, we sit down and we read your emails, and then we react at them. It's a simple concept, you idiots. I never know what to write <laughs> in the episode descriptions, because like, we record this like a week, at, like two weeks ahead of when I put it up. yeah. And don't I don't remember, remember what, what the fuck about. we talked about. And also, every episode is exactly the same.
1: We read That's the what you emails. should put.
0: That's what you should put in the description. I've done then. that before. I'm like, you guys know what the show is about already. It's that. Just again. keep doing it, and then just put. We don't know. If we talked about number thirty-seven <laughs> or whatever it is, right? But we do have a lot of cool emails tonight, so I'm excited. We have some cool emails and not many terrible emails. <laughs> yeah, you can pick out which ones are which. <laughs> Um, our first, I actually didn't read any of these, so maybe they're good. Yeah, whatever, we'll figure it out. Our first email is from Colin, Colin Brady. Oh, Colin's back. Who says hey to Rick boys? T-Rack boys. I'm finally watching through DS9, and man, some of these early episodes are real stinkers. <laughs> Yeah. I just got through yeah. the episodes that introduced the Maquis, and to be honest, after hearing what's been said about them on the show, I was dreading them just a little bit. After watching uh-huh. it, I'm not saying that the Maquis are in the right, but I think I get it. While they may have yeah. only been on their planet for a relatively short time, the colony was something they worked hard on, and humans are especially stubborn. Like Cisco said, there are no saints on the frontier. Maybe more Ooh. happens with them later on that will further shape my opinion, but right now I'm pretty neutral... Trekfully yours, Ensign Colin Brady of the USS Chris Hadfield. I kind of dread talking about the Maquis because you hate them. (laughs) I mean, you can talk about them as much as you want. I don't, I don't, like, hate them like you, but, like, I mean, without spoiling it for Colin, um... They don't go anywhere. They don't go anywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it, it's not
0: really. They don't really pan out. Like, like, so there are two concepts in Star Trek that I really don't like, and I'm I'm learning since I'm on a podcast, I can't just go into like vicious hate mode every time they're brought up. But yeah, I mean he, specifically I mean, because it just makes people bring them up more. Every yeah. episode, they they find <laughs> that uh, they find that uh that scratch and they 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 scratch, itch it. They make it itchy. Yeah. Um. Like everybody knows, I don't like the Maquis and I don't like Section Thirty-One as concepts. I don't think either of them work well yeah. in Star Trek. I think they could be done differently and work well. Yeah. yeah. Like the thing about the Maquis is that they're ba- they're the Bajorans, but right. way worse. Like the Bajorans. Like, the thing is, when the Bajorans were first created, they weren't just a people who were like enslaved on their planet like in a Holocaust-type situation. Right. They were refugees on planets across the Neutral Zone right, They right, were being right. like uh, bombarded and destroyed because the Federation couldn't touch them anymore. Right. So there were terrorist acts happening all the time there. Right. And then they just transplanted that story into a bunch of humans because the Bajoran story changed. Yeah, it, it, it. I I agree with you, uh, Jeff. When you we when you always talk about like, why don't they just like go somewhere else? And like, I agree with you. Like, yeah, I mean, you could just humans go are else. especially <laughs> stubborn. That's true. Right. And Deep Space Nine especially, um, sort of forgets or like wink wink forgets because it makes for better storytelling that humans have are supposed to have evolved beyond this type of pettiness. Right. But um I think the only time that like stretching falls apart for DS9 is the Maquis. Because yeah. like they're like petulant children. They're not like future people <clears throat> that have learned past what we've learned. They're They're us. not enlightened. They're not enlightened people. They have an attachment to this idea about this planet that they live on and it makes no sense because like it's it's just like a planet and like if you're in the Federation, like, you, you, like it kind of doesn't matter, right? Like, uh, you should be able to see the bigger scope. True. And, like, like the Cardassians, like, being a threat to you is, like, serious problem. So... And I get, like, they're pissed off at the Cardassians, but if they were just patient, they'd have their chance to kill plenty of them. It's true. <laughs> like, seriously. They should have like, signed up with O'Brien. Yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be more chances to kill these guys, dude, so just wait it out, like, for three seasons. <laughs> the thing is, the Maquis is a really good concept on its own. Yeah. Like, if it was its own thing, that would be a great concept, like, yeah, there, if they were there their is, own like, people. a big faceless yeah. federation, like, the Coalition of Planets or something. Right, right. And they gave away the space that you've lived in all your life. Like, your ancestors lived there and everything. Right. And the Cardassians are, like, trying to subjugate you, and the main characters of the show would be, like, the Maquis, Mm -hmm. like, trying to take back their home. That's great. Um, Yeah. My only problem, like Josh said, comes in the context of it being in Star Trek, where um, there isn't even such a thing as, like, land ownership. Right. You're, You're sort of... You're sort of, like, reverting back to, like, a more... And, like, that's kind of a theme in the show, is kind of reverting back to a more, like, basic state, which is, like, not great. No. Um, I mean, it's like nostalgia for the past thing that yeah. um, causes baby boomers to act like they do. Ex- exactly. Like, it's exactly like MAGA hat-wearing dudes, yeah. right? Where it's, like, what, this idea doesn't really... Like, you're attached to an idea... And, like, was that even a thing? <laughs> like, is that even reality? Like, like, I'm, like, I'm supposed to see the Maquis and, like, immediately... Especially, like, they do this visually. A lot of the actors for the Maquis are Native Americans. Yeah. I'm supposed to think of the Native Americans and having their land taken away by settlers. R- right. But um, the metaphor doesn't work in this world. Right, because they're not gonna not have a place... I mean... I get it 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 (laughs) you can't you can't just say like well you're gonna have a place to live because that's exactly what fucking happened it's true but it is it is a very different circumstance yeah there's there's different there's different it's not the same it works on a surface level for sure like if you don't think about the universe around it it works perfect exactly but and the problem occurs that like the federation literally is just gonna (laughs) give you whatever you want (laughs) like they're just gonna be like what do you want to do where do you want to go? My big problem with them as well is that all of the characters we meet that are Maquis are like, um, they're not like the the Bajoran type of like freedom fighter. Yeah, they're legitimate like <clears throat> terrorists that'll stab you in the back the second they have an upper hand. Right, they're duplicitous. They're not. They're not like. Well, we we our goal is to work with the Federation. They feel the same way about the Federation as they do about the Cardassians, which is a problem. Because there's a huge difference, like, oh, yeah. honestly. Like, it's, it's um, it's a concept that I think um, didn't work from the beginning, but a lot of concepts in Star Trek don't work from the beginning. It just didn't pan out. Yeah, the problem think, is that yeah. it didn't pan out. Right, for, they didn't adapt it. it just became, especially like, for me, and I mean, you haven't got to that part yet, and there are people who like the Maquis, even after yeah. the end of them and everything, right. but... Um, I don't know. I guess I've softened a little bit on them. I don't, like, virulently hate the idea anymore, but yeah. it's still not something that I like. It's kind of good that they kind of just, like, lay it to bed, and they're yes. just sort of like,
1: forget about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's probably the best way to handle the, it, right? They get to a point where, like, what else could you do, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean it, well, uh, yeah, I mean, for real, I mean, yeah. What are they going to do against that, you know? Yeah, that's it. That's it, dude. Um he does have a PS God profit and lace fucking sucked. Which one's that one profit and lace. We watched it. profit and loss fucking sucked. I can't wait to get to profit and lace profit and lace is the one where quark oh. becomes a lady quark. quark. Yeah. Yeah. Which, um, is just a giant making fun of women stereotypes episode. Yeah. <laughs> So, thanks for that email, Colin. Hopefully, you don't get to Profit less. <laughs> maybe skip over that one. Um, What's our his next name e- in it? Clarkette. What's his fucking name? Fucking Lumba. Lumba. That's right. Lumba. Lumba. Our next email is from um, Chief Petty Officer Henry Torbert. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's entitled Temporal Security. Okay. Ensigns, Pennington, and Henderson. Is this encrypted? Uh, no. There are no okay. hidden messages that I know of. Okay, fuck. I'm nervous. Did now. I do a voice for this guy? Probably not. In my last communication, I mentioned that there might be some subspace or temporal interference in our conversation. Okay. When I brought this up to the Seuss's chief science officer, she mumbled something about a chronoton array and rushed off. Oh, nice. I still hadn't seen her when we docked at Starbase 11 the next day, and when I went to the Replomat to set up for the String Quartet concert, what? there were two officers from the Department of Temporal Investigations waiting for me. Oh, those nerds from DS9. Fuck yeah, idiots. Dingus and Wingus, whatever. <laughs> that was 100%. Like. I think their names were <laughs> Mully yeah. and Scolder.
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. They whisked like me off funny. to some office, argued about something outside, and now I'm in a holding cell. It what seems I do? have it seems I have irreversibly affected the time stream by sending messages to the past concerning historical events. Huh. Uh oh. It seems to be lost on them that those events already happened to you as well, but those people but these people hate Captain Kirk with a fiery passion. What? So I don't think reasoning with them is gonna work. Damn, dude. I'm glad I had engineering experience after being taken for I'm glad I had engineering experience after being mistaken for one due to my yellow uniform all these years or I wouldn't <laughs> have been able to reword this cells rework this cells food replicator to send this message Damn. Damn, we're getting some fucking cafeteria messages. It's fucking straight up MacGyver. Dude, it's like we had one of those like banner tickers, like those electronic ones at school. It's like mm-hmm. you fucking hacked it and put like a bunch of boobs and stuff on it. <laughs> (laughs) That's dope. I can only hope that I've found the same spot in the Sousa's patrol pattern to aim the array at, or this message might not reach you. I hope you get out of there. (laughs) Please, if you have any uh, tips for dealing with temporal investigations, I'm all ears. Regards, Chief Petty Officer Henry Torbert, possibly former Chief Morale Officer USS John Philip Sousa. Well, like they say in Deep Space Nine, they hate jokes. Uh, don't joke with them. Yeah, that's a good one. They say like, oh, but you guys probably already knew that. And then the guy's like, we've heard that one before. <laughs> jokes. They don't like it. They don't Look, got time for jokes. <laughs> Here's, oh my God. Here's what you do. <laughs> All that engineering experience needs to be put to use. You need to take the parts out of the replicator, mm-hmm. turn it into a dereplicator. replicator What? A.K.A. a gun. And then shoot it at them when they come into the cell. And then you're this, fucking scot-free, baby. This is this is the security officer telling you this, so I'm gonna go with this plan is the right way to do it. I dude, don't know. Nobody can stop the dereplicator. Just fucking ask American <laughs> De-repl- politics. D-replicator. That's great. Just ask American politics, dude. Nobody can stop it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's good. P.S. Yelling from outside cell. What do you mean, Romulus is gone? No! And be more specific than lightning storm in space. <laughs> That's a reference to that movie. I hate. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Um, you got any more tips for him for temporal investigations? Uh, I mean, compliment their cool black uniforms. True. True. Uh, I don't know... Uh, Don't allude that you're going to go back in time and bet on sporting events like Biff Tannen. Don't tell them that you hung out with Kirk for a minute. They don't like that. Yeah, don't... uh, Don't fuck your mom or grandma... (laughs) Don't you, do that. You only think sometimes we're into women because we're supposed to? <laughs> what? <laughs> Good thing I fell on these rusted bayonets.
1: <laughs> oh, <my> God.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I love still, that. Still coughing from being sick. You're sick. You're sick. You're sick. Fuck. That's was, about it. I don't know. You're on your own, man. Yeah, You're stuck, dude. dude You're, I, can't, I can't help you with this one. <laughs>
1: Irregular De-re- replicator. This guy's telling you to make a gun.
0: Just make a gun. Make a gun, silly. Holy shit! What? Our next email was cut due to time. What? <laughs> because it is so long. Can I? How fucking- long is it? Oh my god, it's so long. Um. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. You know who I'm talking to at this point. I'm sorry. Our next email (laughs) is from AJ. Hey, AJ. And it is entitled... Backstreet Boys? Was that one of them? Or or, uh, the other one. Uh, In Sync? You almost said Backstreet Boys, Grandpa. I did say Backstreet Boys. Oh, fuck. Now I'm losing my brain. You almost said New Kids on the Block. I did, because <laughs> they were the coolest. That's right. They were the new kids. Uh, uh, uh oh, oh, oh or Oh man, that was that a real commercial? That that's a weird. Really I, that's familiar. a weird Al version. Uh, uh, the titled Covenant brought back memories. AJ begins. Okay. Dear Ensign Pennington and Ensign Henderson. That's Mister Ensign Pennington to you. <laughs> I like how you did it for me Like It's fine that he doesn't address you with any sort of Show some respect to my friend (laughs) I must step out of character for a moment And tell you how much I appreciated your commentary On the DS9 episode Covenant Thank you I appreciate that you listened to it Hell yeah Uh, Due to my own personal experiences with crazy religious people Oh this is going to be good Uh oh Is it like when I went to the snake handling church or whatever Is it going to be like that I think it's going to be worse Oh no! How's that worse? <laughs> I went to a fundamentalist Christian high school, and it was every bit as terrible as you might imagine. I I don't know if I can imagine, to uh, be honest with you. It was the most it was the most soul sucking experience you can imagine. Government I, econ classes featuring current events, brought to you by Fox News and Infowars. Cool. Logic classes where the only answers were God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, they're all the same thing, aren't they? They're three guys, but they're also the same guy. One of them's a ghost? That's cool. Yeah, they don't talk about that one much. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that impregnated the lady. Um, he's the one who became the shower of coins and then the swan that impregnated a lady, right? Yeah. <laughs> Latin classes for no reason at all. Terrible teachers with no training to be educators. You name it. That's frequent I was frequently paddled like with a wooden board as a oh, punishment. Oh, cool. That's, that's legal. Uh, really awful stuff. It was basically a cult if the government from George Orwell's 1984 ran it. Yeah. When I heard Gold Ducat's insistence that his word was the word of God, it was like DS9 writers had broken into my head and stolen my memories. from I their ideas. told you. I told you this is what this is what we talked about. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's fucking scary, dude. I'm sorry. Ugh. I found great relief in the episode itself, and that the DS9 writers recognized the danger of all of this and wanted to create a cautionary tale about it. -hmm. I also found great solace in the fact that the two of you and Kevin presumably recognize the danger that it presents. (laughs) Kevin Kevin loves cults. <laughs> Little known fact, Kevin's super into cults. Kevin is into four or five cults at a time. <gasps> Kevin's he's got he's knee deep in cults right now. <laughs> Every time I talk to Kevin, he's like, yo, I'm ch- I'm uh pledging at this new cult. <laughs> pledging <laughs> It's pledge week at this cult and we're like, uh, uh-huh, okay. I don't even yeah. listen to him anymore, dude. He's talking about like, yeah, like once the comet shows up, dude, that's when it's gonna happen. <laughs> And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever, Kevin. you fucking call <laughs> Oh, Kevin. <laughs> also, to move on to a more positive note, it got better for me. That's good. Once I got into college and in the university-sponsored band I'm in, I found somewhere I belong and people who care about me. And I repaired my relationship with my parents that had been damaged by my high school experience. So if you, a listener, is in a similar situation, just know it does get better. I got out, and so will you. Oh, that's great! Thank you. Thank I'm glad yeah. that I'm glad that it worked out for you. I'm super glad that it worked out for you. What yeah. a terrifying story! I would have not survived that.
1: Um, I'm I not said, built for
0: that. I would no. have killed myself. I wouldn't have survived I, it. I don't know what I would have done. Like I don't like, I don't do well with a lot of like outside shitty pressure on me. Yeah, me neither. I would t- completely collapse. <laughs> it would be um. bad. <laughs> I say all this to thank you. I probably wouldn't have bothered with this episode if it hadn't popped up on my podcast feed from you guys, and I'm glad I did. Because yeah. I couldn't agree more with the points you guys made about our country being run like this right now. It made Sweet. me seriously engage with my own experiences from a more big-picture sort of view. Awesome! We did it! We did it! <laughs> we did a thing!
1: Yay! We
0: got one!
1: We got one!
0: Sorry for the long-winded email, but keep up the great work. I think I speak for a lot of us when I say we appreciate what you guys do. Thanks, AJ. Is now a good time to say that I'm in the cult of Janine? Oh, yeah. Dude, all day, every day over here. Oh, my God. Janine. When that Janine comic comes, I'm definitely drinking the Kool-Aid. Is there a Janine? (laughs) I think it's a Janine comic, and I was like, what? (laughs) <laughs> what does, does she do? Is it a sexy one? What does she do all day? <laughs> she answers phones. Janine, answer some phones, William. We're paying for this stuff. <laughs> Our next email is from Charles Harvey. Okay, and it is called Tensions in the Neutral Zone. No, it's the, It's always this. It is, isn't it? <laughs> Greetings once again, Trek boys. Hello, LCDR. Okay. Lieutenant Commander. Commander. Charles Harvey, transmitting to you once again from aboard the USS Crossheart. Nice name. USS Crossfire.
1: (laughs) Yo, it got up in the Crossfire. Crossfire.
0: (laughs) Crossfire from Milton Bradley. Oh, God, let's play it. Fuck yeah. It's 90s of shit. I want to be the guy with the cool glasses, and you could be the guy with the even cooler glasses. Fuck, and then one of us gets sent to the fucking hell dimension when yeah, we lose. Yeah, that's what happens, loser. <laughs> <laughs> we have a particularly interesting development on the front. We've been okay. instructed by Starfleet Command itself, no less, to meet with the Romulan war vessel Valdor. Mm-hmm. In case you Trek boys need a short history lesson, this is the same ship that helped the Enterprise destroy sent Shinzon's ship. I know! It's got Lena, uh, uh, Dina Myers, the commander. I know all about the Valdor. Josh knows <laughs> everything there is to know about sexy green women. Dina Myers, flapjack titties, were commanding that ship. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Uh, needless to say, <laughs> I stand particularly nervous. Yeah, well, she's pretty cute, so... I haven't had an opportunity to put your advice into practice. Just after the transmission from command, we received a hail from a Romulan warbird. Okay. The captain, a woman named Hereth, gave us brief instructions for a rendezvous point near Nelvana 3. She was obstinate and rather rude to the captain, but I couldn't help but be a little dumbfounded. Gentlemen... You failed to inform me that Romulan women are beautiful. I just told you they're beautiful. (laughs) I I thought I had a thing from Vulcans, but now I need to know more. Josh, I'll need your expertise in dick sciences here. (laughs) Primarily, how do I seduce a Romulan female? I mean, I'm not really, I mean, I don't really know because I'm not. That's not what dick science is. You no, know, it's not about seduction. He's not a fucking pickup artist. I'm not a P A P U A, yeah. <A-P-U-A>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't talk about dick sciences around her number one. <laughs> yeah. Ladies of all races yeah. and species don't particularly enjoy hearing about dick science. That's trust not, me. They don't want to hear about that shit. I don't know, man. Uh I don't know, what if Romulans like? Uh, they like it when they're planning Yeah. Yeah, try to like play it like cool. <laughs> Oh my god you're giving like older brother advice Just don't like cool i guess don't talk about uh how you saw her boobs and starship troopers don't talk about that um <laughs> uh, i think she's in what other movie is she in she's in that movie with keanu reeves or is that the other lady that looks like Dina Meyer? i think that's the other lady that looks like her god it's like i never know they're like so similar it's true Mike and I got in a huge argument one time about which one was which, and I lost, and I'll never forget it. <laughs> I was adamant fucking that fucking Dina Meyer dunked on. Dude, he was like, every time we would have an argument about something where one of us was for sure right, and we were 100% confident... We would just say Dina Meyer, and the other person would be like, "Okay, okay." It would like deescalate <laughs> the situation because it was like, heated, dude. I was like, Jesus. "You're fucking!" I was like, "You're a fucking moron!" I was like, "How could you at him, not dude. know who Dina Meyer is?" And he was right. Is. He was absolutely right, dude. He was right. Uh, tips to seducing a Romulan female. Um, <laughs> I've never seen a Romulan show sexual interest in anyone before, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a mystery, just like the, all the rest of their culture. I don't really know, man. It's I guess like. Hoteen. Records are sketchy from the time. Yeah, ask Hoteen. Hoteen but he's on got all. real heavy into Kathy, and she's not Romulan. I guess, like... Yeah. Like, um... Do reverse cowgirl with her? <laughs> like, apparently that really gets the Romulans going. <laughs> reverse cowgirl. Well, only because... Only well, because they live in a horrible totalitarian society where I guess like it's illegal to do reverse cow. I yeah, if you get caught doing reverse cow, you're just fucking done. They throw RC. you in a in prison forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: reverse cowgirl. Everyone's got their thing, man. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> um, he signs infatuated and incredulously yours, Lieutenant Commander Charles Harvey. Charles Harvey, I wish you luck on the final final yeah. frontier. Dude, fucking around. you should be the one who's telling us. How yeah, to do I don't this. know, dude. Like you you're the expert now. Yeah, like, none closer. of us have ever tried yeah. to get a Romulan girl. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I dated a Vulcan once. Yeah? Yeah. How'd I don't know go? if she, I don't maybe we were dating. I don't know. That's I mean, that probably means you weren't. <laughs> we we spent like every day together, but it, she's yeah. Vulcan, so <laughs> Well, uh, what do you mean? She what was a that whole that lot of, like, your company is satisfactory and shit. Like, I don't know. Oh, that's a super compliment from a Vulcan, dude. <laughs> wow. Uh, maybe she, she was asking me to marry her, and I just completely missed it. Did she shoot insulation into her veins? <laughs> 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 or no? What? Did she fucking trellium D? She, she, the... trail... she was not She trell d would up. Was there she was no riding trail. the D, dude? Was she on the, on the D, the dirty well, D? Well, uh...
1: <laughs> A I mean, a gentleman what doesn't we, tell. What Josh. are we talking about? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for that email, Charles Harvey. Uh, our next email is from Artificio. Hello, Artie. I'm losing my like voice. Artifice. I'm sorry. Artificio. Oh, get I get it? it. It took me a long time to get that. I Happy 420. Wait, what? It's May 2nd. <laughs> it's been a while, right? <laughs> First, I just want to say, really love the continue verse and its derivatives. What is which that? This is not one.
1: What is what is
0: that even? <laughs> I don't know. M class, I guess M class has to be related to continue since you're. Well, on I'm it. here, yeah. So I mean, um, I don't know. it's very tangential. <laughs> uh, I'm going through a divorce and it's helped me so much. Anyway. <laughs> funniest serious thing ever. <laughs> was Not great. much of a writer, but had an idea for a pod, Pitch okay. O ditch, Pitch O ditch. So here's my rough draft. Okay. It's UFP Holiday 420 on DS9 with wow. the Enterprise docked on a special crossover special. Another one, I love these. <laughs> <laughs> the whole station is blazing it up and Nog is on vacation from the Academy. He's fa- infatuated with Cali surfer culture, and it shows. He He's comes up the on lingo. the station and he says, You can call me
1: Nug.
0: <laughs> and he lights up a bowl just right there. <laughs> He's got all the lingo and wears cool sunglasses the entire app. Are they wraparound? I bet they are. You know it. Oakley's. You know, Cisco, Wharf, and Dax are getting high and playing Dabo the entire episode. Dabo! Space weed has an interesting effect on Odo. It turns him into a meat wad like creature, and he <laughs> keeps turning into cool shapes like a hot dog. <laughs> you know, he's meat. turning into an igloo, too. <laughs> <laughs> igloo hot dog. Igloo hot dog. That's all he does. <laughs> Riker has too much and can't believe it, so he keeps denying how high he, er- he is, and he plays it out just like that popular vid of him saying it's not true that's going around. Oh, yeah. This is such a dated email. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great, dude, I love that, though. I dude, love that I fucking show. love that video so Fact much. Factor Fiction, that was a great show, dude. It was a great show. Not this time. <laughs> <laughs> nope, you're wrong. We made it up. We made it up we made it up (laughs) but it's not all fun and games trouble is lurking Rom and the Grand Nagus' son are gonna eject adult Wesley out of the space dock but it's only Chief O'Brien hallucinating wow this is all as far as I've got so happy 420 everyone (laughs) your pal Artificio I mean I'm gonna pitch it because like I'm assuming he was high when he wrote it so that's pretty good for for sure for being high (laughs) there's no plot to the episode but it does seem pretty dank so i'm going to go ahead and pitch it i mean i'll pitch it for sure if there's like stoner music playing like <laughs> like you go into one room like sick bay has like bob marley playing and then like like fish is like annoyingly dude. being played. Somewhere. They already own the rights to Magic Carpet Ride. They do. So. It's definitely played. <laughs> dude, it's in the fucking game, dude. It's incredible. Fuck yeah. When you fucking go to First Contact Day to do the First Contact Day mission, you build a, a rocket ship. Like, that's what you need to do. You build mm-hmm. a, a, a rocket of the Phoenix and, for, and fucking Magic Carpet Ride plays when you launch that it. It's is incredible. Yes, best. It's fucking great. It's amazing. Th- thank you for that email, Artie. Great job. Artie Fisio. I can't believe it took me like eight emails to fucking get that, but thank you. <laughs> I'm glad somebody did. I would never would have. Our next email <laughs>
1: uh-huh. is from
0: a Boston Sean. Boston Sean Dupree. And it's entitled, Apologies, my Trek gents. <laughs> okay. And it's, it begins, Hey, Dur Trek boys. Okay. Hi. Big fan of nothing from this episode. (laughs) Nice. I'm sorry I put this one on the list. It's a good barometer of how most Voyager episodes go. Yeah, it's it's like such a good barometer that it's like too good of a barometer. (laughs) I think this one is especially bad because it feels like a season one or two Doctor, which Josh said in the episode. I absolutely said that. I absolutely did. The Doctor really grows with the series and changes a lot. This felt like a script they had laying around from earlier seasons and they needed to put out at the end of Voyager. Yeah. Anyway, a singular pitch it or ditch it. Okay, one. Let's do it. The Federation falls and the power vacuum is filled with the Ferengi. Data successfully markets his cat food. For years, I found it difficult to find and express my emotion. (laughs) Now I'm having trouble keeping it at bay. Try all 1,245 varieties to determine which one is right for your pet, <laughs> and that's the whole pitch. It's just feline, talk to you later, Boston. Sean. Feline supplement 221 or whatever it is. Um, I'm gonna hard ditch that. Hard one. ditch. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Uh, it also ruins the rest of Star Trek. Your, yeah. pitch, your pitch ruins Star Trek forever. <laughs> That's pretty impressive that you ruined Star Trek in like 3 sentences. That's crazy. That's um, like a superpower. That is a superpower and you're I'm like, sure you were not trying to do that. It just happened. Like the Thanos of Star Trek. He just ruined everything. Fucking the thing about Thanos is that I've called him purple stuff for so long that, like, yeah. it takes me a second to remember who people are talking about when they say Thanos. Thanos. I'm like, oh, yeah, purple stuff. It's great, in Deadpool uh, Deadpool calls him Thanos. It's Grimace. Because it's the same guy. Nothing can kill the Grimace. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Our next email... <laughs> Is from Zachary Lightman. Cool. Is that his real name? Uh, probably not. I would change As my name. I that. have stage direction in this email, so I'm guessing it's not real. Oh, okay. Trick boys, please save me from my evil dopperganger, David D. Lightman. <laughs> He's dominated the calm. He's dominated the com feed, saying things like, I will bring you and your two ferrets into justice. And I'm not kidding, I'm going to lock you up for the atrocities you've bought upon Ryzen Vulcan. Damn. Mark my words, you'll not be able to get away unscathed. <laughs> so, so naturally, I was wondering if the uh, t- 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 trick boys would be able to assist in this endeavor. <laughs> Thank you for your time and effort in this, our darkest hour, and hopeful wishes from the USS Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> I'm so glad that the Federation finally recognized how important Cool Ranch Doritos are. <laughs> History's greatest heroes. Ranch Cor- <laughs> Doritos. <laughs> what an incredible chip that it got a ship named after it. Uh, sent from the ready room of Captain Zachary Z. Lightman. And his his doppelganger is David D. Lightman. Wait, so his name is Zachary Z. Lightman. What His name is already Zachary. What could the other Z be for? Zephram. Oh, that makes sense. Like, he like loves the warp drive. Yeah, and his name is David Dephram Lightman. <laughs> Because he's dope. Like, he's deaf. dope as fuck. Like, he's a deaf guy. Like, he's deaf. Deaf jam. Uh, Can so, we help him? I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> what I've learned from this email. I've gleaned some things from this email with my detective's eye. Great work. You're so good at this. Thank um, God you're here. <laughs> Captain Zachary Z. Lightman uh-huh. apparently owns two ferrets... Yeah, I did pick that up. He has committed atrocities on both Ryza and Vulcan. Okay, what, though? Like, what could have happened? Um, I didn't hear about this. And he is... Zachary Z. Lightman is the evil one because he committed atrocities... Right, and, and D. Lightman's the good one. David D. Lightman is the one who's trying to bring him to justice for it. Oh, okay. So we shouldn't help
1: Zachary.
0: No. As it turns out, as always, the best thing to do is nothing. That's the best thing to do, I think. Here is to do nothing. I'm going to do nothing. <laughs> I'm um going to advise you to go over to that replicator. I was just going to say, we want anything... Turn it into a D replicator. No, enough. Stop with the D replicator. You're getting crazy. <laughs> You're getting hey, crazy. Josh, have you noticed that the replicator hasn't been working the last few days? Yeah, I thought it was because Drac like took all the fucking biomimetic gel out of it. Nah, it's because of this. What are you pointing at me? A D replicator? <laughs> it just looks like a pizza. Ah, oh, fuck. Anyway, we got pizza. <laughs>
1: Pizza! Pizza, everybody! Pizza, pizza.
0: Uh, so, um, we're not going to do anything. Thanks for the email, evil lightman. Try to email us not evil stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I sort of understood this email, but if you're dead, send another email that says you were actually the good one. Prove from, to us which from from one you're good. Which one's the good one, and we'll yeah. dereplicate the bad one. Whichever one of you guys dies, if you go to heaven and send us an email from a .hev account... <laughs> .hev? Like, H-E-V? Like what yeah, is that dot right? .hev. .hev. <laughs> if you send it from a .hev account, then, then we'll then know. We'll know that you were the good one, and then we'll feel bad for at least like a couple minutes. Yeah, I'll get over it. <laughs> I'm good like that. I get over things pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> As as was mentioned in the episode of M Class podcast, yeah, we are doing a special Pride Month in June, uh-huh. thanks to Desrath, who's going to be sponsoring M Class podcast that month. Yeah, boy! And uh, <laughs> for every dollar we get in pledges on um our Patreon, on our Patreon, the he will match and to yes. a certain limit of course and all of that money that is going to go to the Trevor project which is a uh, organization that does like um, helpline like a suicide and suicide hotline, suicide hotline yeah. for lgbtq teens they also have a bunch of other services for yeah them. yeah but um, we got an email from Deserath who is just about to explain everything i just said but better okay so get on board <laughs> The title of the email is "Super Important Dick Picks XOXO." Yeah, so I was excited about this, and then it turns <laughs> out there isn't any dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. what the fuck, dude? It is. It's, it begins. Hey, a Trek boys. Hi. I talked to J- I talked to Jeff about this a couple times in, in the Discord, but here's an official email about an upcoming event with actual details. Okay. What? A donation to the Trevor Project, an M-Class podcast name based off of Patreon support at the end of Pride Month. That's Mm -hmm. June. Mm -hmm. When? I already said that. Pride Month 2019. That's still June. (laughs) It's still June. Please try and keep up. (laughs) How's it work? At the end of June, I'll donate $1 for every dollar over $500 pledged to the Trek Boys. Uh, We actually already have over $500, so he's in this for the long run. Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, any, uh, for, I'll donate $1 for every dollar over $500 pledged to the Trevor Project. Mm-hmm. In other words, if people pledge $650 at the end of June, I'll donate $150 to the Trevor Project. Nice. Because I'm not made of money, I'm limiting it to a maximum of $750 for the donation. That's cool. So literally, we could get... Twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, man, that'd be and great. He would still donate seven hundred fifty dollars. Make pay. Make him pay. <laughs> oh, make it, dude. This is for the Trevor Project as well. So this That's is actually what for I mean. a really good. I'm allowed uh, to for, say make him pay for yeah. a good cause. <laughs> make him pay for a good cause. Yeah. And for those who are, are wondering exactly what the Trevor Project is, since I did a very poor job of explaining okay. it, I mean it was fine. I mean, the tre- <laughs> I'm just being nice, but it was... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Josh. The Trevor Project is a nonprofit organization committed to preventing suicide in LGBTQ plus youth. Mm-hmm. They're best known for the Trevor Lifeline Crisis Intervention Hotline they operate, along with Trevor Chat and Trevor Chet, uh, Text, which are the instant message and text versions of that hotline. Mm-hmm. But they also do work in training, raising awareness and advocacy related to the LGBTQ plus youth suicide prevention. Mm-hmm. How can I get involved? He, you asked Desrath. How can I get involved? I did. I, I did. How can I get involved? Just keep increase or add an M Class yes. Podcast Patreon pledge at Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast for the month of June 2019 and keep it through billing. Yep. So you have to pay for this. Yeah, it can't just be like, you know, don't pull out. <laughs> Let it loose. Let yeah, let your money wad loose. Don't pull it out. <laughs> let your money wad. <laughs> That's it. I'll work with the boys to calculate and communicate the total donation. If you really want to go above and beyond, you can go to org slash USS Lollipop and hit <laughs> donate.
1: That's but incredible. Clearly,
0: but please remember to dedicate the donation to M-Class Podcast if you do. Yeah. There will be a checkbox on the donation form just under the donation amount to dedicate. First name M-Class, last name Podcast. There you go. To make sure that the, parent, the payments have time to process and stuff, I'll hold out on donating until mid to late July, and the fundraiser page will stay up through July. That's great. So you got two options here. If you would like to give us money and the Trevor Project right. money, like you want to support our podcast, but you also want to support a hotline and advocacy group for LGBTQ right. plus youth suicide prevention, you can head on over to patreon dot com slash m class podcast for the month of June twenty nineteen mm-hmm. and up your pledge or add a pledge. Right. If you just want to pledge to the Trevor Project, you can do that as well at give.thetrevorproject.org slash USS Lollipop. Nice. Just remember to put M Class Podcast into the donation box below. And, like, we won't get any of that money, but people who deserve it way more than us will. Yeah, true. So, I'm all for either. Yeah, do do whatever you feel comfortable with. And he finishes out the email by saying, let's show the world how much pride Trek boys have. Yeah! From Captain Desrath of the USS Lolly. I want a cool, cool, like, Federation rainbow flag. Fuck yeah, dude. Can we make this? Maybe. Maybe I can do something like that. I don't know. Jeff, you're the only one who draws, so I don't want to make you do it, but you have to. (laughs) I might be able to, like... I need to find a place to get stickers made anyway. So maybe oh, that'd that's be the cool. first sticker I'll do is, like, uh, a modified Trek symbol. Yeah. With the rainbow flag through an class That'd be great. That'd be awesome.
1: <laughs> um,
0: maybe I'll just, like, buy some and, like, whoever donates, I can, like... I don't I know. know. That's kind of difficult. We'll figure it out. Anyway, we'll figure it out, but, like... I feel like today we're all part of the USS Lollipop. Yeah, I love I love my assignment on the Lollipop. It's a good ship. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. That's Desrath's joke. I didn't. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Desrath, <laughs> he's
1: stealing your shit, man? Well, to to be
0: fair, it was Will Riker's joke first. <laughs> Wait, when did Will Riker say it? He t- he tells Worf about the USS Lollipop, and then he says this. it's a good ship. I don't remember this. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I'm really excited for this because, I mean, like, the Tapan sponsorship was really fun and it got yeah. us a little bit more extra folding money, but this is the first time that M-Class Podcast can use its admittedly kind of meager platform yeah. to do something actually good for the Yeah, world. we'll tweet about it and stuff, too. Like, when it, you know, when it gets... Yeah, when June rolls around, yeah. then you're not gonna hear the end of this shit, so... Yeah, so... I'm excited. Yeah, it's great. No, this is a great cause. So uh, thank you for that, Desrath. You are the true hero of the day. Yes. Agreed. Just slightly less cool than us. I mean, that's without that goes without saying because like we're awesome. So. Our next email. Sorry. (laughs) Our next email is from Rich Masters. Rich. The king of the peyote. It's me, Rich. I don't know. Does he That's talk like name. that? I don't know. He's English, so let's hear that in English. Oh, English. He's English. It's me, Rich Masters. Oh no, he went I, down several octaves. It's me, Rich Masters. I live in England. Oy. Snorkel football. <laughs> Snorkel. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Sorry, it's a little snorkely. The, the title of the email is "Perfect Ducat Dangers." Nice. Yo, Trekkie babies, Jeff, you asked for this, so it's on your head. Nice. Sometimes the quadrant looks perfect
1: (laughs) up here on Terok Nor. Sometimes you just get a feeling that Bajor needs to save your good. Whatever central command says, Bajoran way of life's gonna end. A parathe in my heart, gonna make <laughs> them see and make Ben Sisko my bestest friend. Nice. Standing tall on those dead Bajoran dreams, yeah. rise and fall until the founders pick the breeze. <laughs> and when Cardassia wins and Bajor burns, they'll beg for my return, beg for my return. Despite all their screams, nothing's gonna stop Duke. Despite all their screams, nothing's gonna stop Dukat. God.
0: beautiful that was great fucking that was immaculate dude did
1: you practice that
0: <laughs> i did not i just sing that song all the time that's inc- i love <laughs> well, the perfect so you, strangers theme so you informally practiced it? yeah pretty much <laughs> i sing the real perfect strangers theme all the time did you ever play that flash game where the it's just oh, that fuck song yeah i did that game rules dude <laughs> that's a fucking great game Anyway, submitted for the arrival of the Midnight Society of Trek Boys. Oh, God, he's hitting all my spots right now. (laughs) It is 12.55 still, so it's still the midnight hour. It is, the witching hour. TNG Season 8, Episode 15. Oh, for fuck me. Dr. Crusher prepares a hypo spray and runs over to her patient. She demands that Nurse Ogawa apply cortical stimulators and charge them to 30 kilo bobbins or whatever. I'm a writer, not a doctor, damn it. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> she shocks the patient Jewels. once, be twice, Jewels. a third time. Damn. In the background, Picard, Riker, and an unknown Ferengi stand, hoping for good news.
1: <laughs>
0: the monitor flatlines, and Beverly turns to her captain. He's dead, sir. Jim, is I mean, sir. Is <laughs> Picard. As Picard approaches the bio bed, we see a dead Geordi LaForge. What the shit? This is so TNG. Oh, God, it's already TNG. Geordi, my best friend. (laughs) Who's going to stalk that lady who doesn't love him? Oh, no. (laughs) Who he ends up marrying in that one future? Sure. Wait, is it Brahms or the other lady? Leia Brahms. He marries Brahms? In in one of the futures in that episode. Oh, yeah. Title. Perceptions. Whoa, thirty-six hours earlier. Damn. Data sits in. It's t- a long time. It's like two days. <laughs> Data sits in ten forward when Jordy comes in and joins him at his table. As Guinan asks what he wants to drink, Jordy picks a Tarkelian tea, then a black coffee, what then the f- decides on some water. Fucking dork. <laughs> I think less caffeine would be a good idea, says Guinan. Why? Data sits observing his friend and asks what it is that's made him so agitated. Jordy reveals the secret project he's been working on every night in the lab in the last two months. What? He's been working with a Ferengi engineer named Frell. Cool name. Frell has discovered a way to extend the range of the flagship's long-range communications and sensors. Theoretically, That's... the Enterprise could detect and communicate with another ship halfway across the quadrant. What? Jordy's been working with him over subspace, and it's finally getting time to run a phase testing with Frell aboard the ship. Nice. Date is impressed by the hypothesis, but says that he had thought Jordy's lack of socializing had been due to a recent date with Ensign Lauren Hicks. Dude, Hicks got fucking... She turned his ass down, dude. (laughs) I know Jordy's Jordy's game is weak. (laughs) He got dumped on like Matumbo. Rejected. Jordy. Jordy tells him he's neglected her recently, but not to worry. There's always time for that. Hmm. Jordy warns him that time is a matter of perception. Okay. Jo- Data warns him that That's, time is about that I know, I know, I know, I know. Jordy is called to the transporter room. The Enterprise has rendezvous with this Ferengi science vessel, Geldon. Which in Ferengi means nerd science. <laughs> They're Ferengi scientists. I checked. <laughs> to beam Frel aboard. <laughs> <laughs> they have ships, dude. <laughs> On his way to the transporter room, Geordi acts like an excited kid around Commander Riker, explaining how this will greatly reduce their response times, help the war effort, coordinate rescues and scouting missions. Riker stops and tells Geordi to calm down. Calm down, nerd. (laughs) The captain has already agreed the joint project with the Ferengi, as long as the experiment doesn't interfere with the Enterprise's studies of the Varanus Nebula. A stellar gas cloud filled with pockets of dense proto-matter that they feel could be the start of a new micro-universe. Uh, we're making fucking Genesis planets again. Fuck, Jesus yeah, dude. Christ, this is a terrible we, idea. We're getting Sega Genesis up in this bitch. <laughs> Sonic's there. Every hero has a Genesis, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Beaming aboard, Frel is delighted to see Jordy and wants to get started on the project right away. My friend Jordy. The... My friend! That's what, that's <laughs> what he talks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The pair head to the lab and start working, leaving Riker to shake his head at the pair of nerds. Amazing! (laughs) Later in Ten Forward, Frel regales some of the Enterprise crew with tales of being a philanthropic scientist in a capitalist economy. What? He's quite the charmer, leading Lieutenant Hawk to confide in Troy that he thought all Ferengi were hucksters. Oh no, Mm. Hawk is a spacist. Maybe he'll pay for that in some karmic way eventually. <laughs> Who knows? guy. He's also... He's the guy in... Uh, Hawk is the guy in Sonic. He's the military guy. Oh, he is. Holy shit. Mm. Fucking it all comes together, dude. It's That's like poetry. Right. <laughs> it repeats it. <the> right. <laughs> Jordy goes to the bar to get some water. He's having a bit of a headache, putting it down to his recently installed eyes. Frel joins him, confiding how impressed he is with him, saying he always admired LaForge's work, mm. implementing solutions on the frontier of exploration. Jordy admits he admires Frell's reputation for his pioneering research. God, just kiss already. Frell calls it a night, and they agree to meet in the morning. Yeah, after they fuck. <laughs> You're shipping already. This character yeah, just we appeared. Are, we're in a ship. We're in the Enterprise. I'm shipping. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Enterprise arrives at the Nebula, and Lieutenant Hawk asks if they should be concerned about another universe being formed inside their own. Great question. Picard tells him that new life isn't something to be feared, but cherished, and that every new life in the universe is like a new instrument in the orchestra. The music only gets better when every piece is in harmony. Yeah, except That's a great sometimes line. you have like S&M Metallica, it just doesn't work, right? <laughs> <laughs> in his quarters, Geordi's headache resurfaces as he struggles to sleep, so he heads down to the lab to continue working. Hmm. Frel arrives in the morning, jordi has been working all night to calibrate the communications array. He lies about the pain and said he's been having flashes of inspiration. Oh. Frel comments that the work he's done will put him way ahead of their initial projections. They can start testing ASAP. Nice. As the two new friends work over the next few days, the Enterprise studies the nebula. They've seen nothing like it before, so rich in the building blocks of life. Something's going on. There's some fucking shit going on here. (laughs) Oh, dude, you know it. <laughs> you, I love that we both react like we're actually watching the episode. It's so like oh, this shit's crazy. It's so good. <laughs> Watch out, Jordy! Don't go in there. <laughs> Jordy, no! Jordy, no! <laughs> <laughs> As Jordy pushes himself, his headaches keep reoccurring with greater frequency. I know. It starts like. to hear high-pitched white noise. What is he saying? Sorry, read it again. Oh, <laughs> he uh, he starts to hear high-pitched white noise. Okay. Yeah, you like, you're like the headache man, aren't you? Yeah, I get lots of migraines. It's great. I love it. Oh my god. It's the best. That explains so much about you, Josh. Yeah. (laughs) I actually knew that already, everybody. I'm BSing. One morning, Frel tells him that he doesn't look good, but LaForge tells him not to worry before falling off the engineering catwalk during a dizzy spell. Oh my god, p- Grandpa, fucking Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to take you to the hospital now, Grandpa, you need a oh, Fucking Jesus. jazzy power chair to walk around, great. It's <laughs> we gotta get you a fucking hover round. <laughs> Zero turning radius, motherfucker. In Sick Bay, Beverly theorizes that Jordy is rejecting his new eyes. That if he doesn't stop pushing himself, he'll go permanently blind. It's like when I'm on the computer and I don't look away for minutes on end. Yeah, dude, I do that too much. It really fucks you up. Yeah. Jordy confides in Beverly that he's starting to hear things high pitched whining that's causing him to feel nauseous. It's you fucking telling me this shit, Bev. Back off. Wow. <laughs> Now she gives him a hyperspray and tells him he has to rest before he hurts himself. Mm-hmm. Jordy tries to argue her down, but Frell says he's going to cancel the experiments until Jordy is either better or away from the nebula. Damn. Jordy tries to rest, but keeps hearing the sounds. The only thing abating the pain is working on the project. He picks up a pad, then stops as he realizes something. He hits his combat and asks Crusher and the captain to meet him in six bay. They're on talking the to there, him. They need them. They need the thing. They need, they need the, the project. The, there's animals in there, species or something. They need to communicate. On the way there, the sound gets more piercing and he collapses. What are these aliens doing? <laughs> Fucking my boy up. <laughs> that dude needs to go on a date and get his ds man. That's true. If anybody needs it. and Riker <laughs> are having a drink in 10 forward when Riker is called to sickbay. Frel joins him and he arrives just in time to see Jordy die. Fuck, we saw this already. <laughs> the next day, Frel says he'd like to continue the comms experiment in Jordy's memory, and Picard consents. As Frel powers up the comms array and starts testing, the nebula pulses in violent reds. Whoa. Suddenly, Jordy bursts onto the bridge and tells Picard to stop the tests. He what? finally understands. What the fuck? When Frel and Josh demand to know what is happening, Jordi <laughs> explains that Crusher and the captain agreed to fake his death to Frel. Jordi has grown suspicious at Frel's reluctance to keep going with the experiment when there was no obvious correlation to Jordi's illness. Not obvious to anyone but Frel, anyway. What? The, the comms array is actually hiding a subspace sonic weapon aimed at the proto matter in order to destroy what is growing there so that the Ferengi can come back and strip the valuable resources. They are hucksters! Frel asks how Jordy could make such an assumption, assumption, and Jordy tells everyone that the sounds he's been hearing are coming from living beings nesting inside the nebula. Oh, what a great twist! See, I thought, oh, I got played, son. Yeah, I got played like Frel. I was the, I am the Frel of this episode. They communicate by light pulses. Audio can be carried on visible light. Right. And it was only once Jordi was able to isolate the signal that he could decipher they were intelligent and begging him for help. Like a fiber optics. Yeah. Frell is sent to the brig. Picard calls Jordi into his ready room to tell him that Frell had been hired by a Ferengi energy consortium to kill the aliens in order to harvest their unique power. Wow. Which is thousands of times more concentrated than dilithium. Jesus. Holy shit, we're talking tri-lithium, <laughs> we're baby. We're talking, like, quad-lithium. The uh, Enterprise lithium-ion <laughs> <laughs> The Enterprise will stand watch at the nest until the life forms move on, and Picard tells his chief engineer that he has done a great job today. Oh, fuck, I love it. Later, Geordi stands at the viewing window in 10 Forward, watching the light show of the nebula as the alien life forms hatch and then disperse in thousands of colors. Whoa. Data joins him and ponders that he has never appreciated how beautiful something so natural as light could be. Geordie smiles, prompting Data to ask what he finds so funny. Just thinking of some advice a friend gave me recently, he says, and he goes to sit at a table with Ensign Hicks. Whoa. Whoa. What a dope <laughs> episode. I love it. No, I love it. That's great. That's very, very TNG. The best parts of TNG. Great. So it good. absolutely is. You get, like, your little Picard speech about life, yes. which is always fucking great. You, you get, get, like, a space Geordi space episode. You get Space Babies. <laughs> you get into 2001, A Space Odyssey. I love Space Babies. Uh... A Geordi-centric episode that's about a mystery is always really great, because so he's always like, like I'm going to line the two panels into <laughs> the warp core. Man, you sure are a security officer. Jesus. Oh, my God. You don't even what? know what you're saying, right? Now. <laughs> All right, you tell me, Josh. What would he have done? I, I'm i a doctor. I don't know. I'm not a science dude. I you're don't... not even a doctor. You're a dick scientist. I'm a doctor of love, baby. It's not they what everybody you love tells me. <laughs> they call me Dr. Chubbs. Oh no. <laughs> I'm good. He is technically Dr. Chubbs though, because that gonna is his specialty. Suck with your dubs, which are like double Ds. <laughs> oh my god. Um, all right, working? my lovely boys. Hope you enjoyed this one too. Love y'all. Rich spending my shore leave as an atheist touring on Bajor, and it's super awkward. Damn, sorry. How many million people on this planet believe in the same gods seems
1: convenient.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like Hoth. The whole planet's ice. Oh, okay, that's how planets work. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but go for that's it. That's how all planets are, right? Just one climate. Mm-hmm. It's it's a Star Wars way, man. Yeah, they'll have time to explain that they're on, like, a different part of the planet. (laughs) Look, every episode that Rich sends is a masterpiece. We all know that. Rich Masterpiece. It's right. Rich Masterpiece. So good. He's the best. I love it. And I personally loved the Perfect Strangers opening. Fuck, that was good. The openings are really good, and then, like, his, like, segues with other shows that I love that make my nostalgia boner happen. I love that too. He's the master at what he does. It's probably why he got that last name. Yeah, they don't give out that last name to just anybody. No, I mean my last name's fucking Pennington. What does that mean? Nothing. You're really good at writing with pens. What does Henderson mean? You love chickens? What is a chicken? What do you mean? What's a What's a chicken? Hen? Oh, oh, right, yeah. Well, you do love cocks. I do love cocks. (laughs) I do like chicken. (laughs) Have you ever eaten chicken? It's delicious. Uh, Chicken's been extinct for like 200 years. What? What are we eating out of this replicator? (laughs) We're eating replicated chicken. Protein chicken? Yeah, well, whatever, man. It tastes like fucking chicken. It's all the same thing to me. Dude, I'm 100% ready to switch over to eating like fake meat. Yeah, I don't give a shit, honestly. Like, who cares? Fuck it. Built fucking make that fake meat, baby. I don't care, dude. I'm re- I'm so ready. I'll dive in. Meat. I don't give a like, shit. Like I love Slim Jims. There's no meat in that shit. Yeah, hot dogs. Hot yeah. dogs are fucking horrible. They're just awful, but they're great. I love them. Yeah. Um. So that was M class emails for this week. That was we good. Got a lot of goodies this time. I really enjoyed it. They were really good. Uh Thank you for sending in your emails. Send in more of them. Where can they send those emails to, Josh? Uh, they can send them to mclassemail at gmail.com. It's all singular, baby. <laughs> and, uh... Just like our you'd... human dicks, singular. <laughs> oh, don't remind me. Well, I mean, we're trying those experiments. Maybe it'll work. It's true. I got a weird second, like, nubbin' dick coming out. It's just like an clitoris. Hopefully it gets a clitoris. little weird. It's <laughs> very sensitive. Yeah. Uh <laughs> It'll go away. Put some talcum on it. (laughs) Like I'd like to thank everybody who wrote in. And I'd also like to um, advise everybody to head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. Yes. Where for as little as um, $1 a month, you can get mclass email a week early, access to a Discord, and all of the art for this program as wallpapers. Dope. And for five dollars a month, you get a whole new fucking podcast called Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, where we talk about every other topic except Star Trek. Yeah, we talk about skipping school. We talk about uh, what we did on our summer vacation. Stay cool, Jeff. Always be <laughs> you. Stay cool, Josh. Maybe I like you. Question, Question mark hearts. Here's my phone number: five 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 five. <laughs> That's it. Just kidding. No, well, now my phone number's out there. They're all gonna call me. Yeah, they're gonna get blowed up, dude. Oh no. <laughs> One of these days, we need to get like a Google phone number that people can leave messages. That would on. be great. And then we can like we play them that. on the show. We should definitely do that. That'd be fun. Then that- people could do their own character voice. Yeah, we could have like character. Like we could make a bit. Uh, we'll call it something. It'll be funny. <laughs> we'll think of it. We'll call it Messages from Outer Space. Yeah, and we'll do, like, an answering machine. This is great. I love this. And it's, like, our M-Class will just be like, Hey, you've reached Jeff and Josh at the satellite of whatever the fuck it's called. And then we're going to buggy in tomorrow, so leave us a message. We'll definitely have to do that. That sounds like a great idea. And we can uh, have a little segment where we play them. We'll listen to them together. Yeah. And then we'll... Have, like, insert them into the episode. Yeah, we'll put them in. Oh my That'll god. That'll be great. I love this. Let's do it. We'll do that eventually, everybody. But for now, when we're become not a patron. Lazy. <laughs> huh? When we're not lazy. <laughs> <laughs> for now, become a patron. Send us emails. And you can follow us on Twitter at MClassPodcast. Yes. And uh, thank you all again. And we'll see you in one week with more M-Class goodness. Bye, I love you. Bye, everybody.